For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. All right, everybody, we're back here with uh, Reverend John Stone. Um, John, today's question is, what, what do you feel like are some of the biggest mistakes youth workers make and maybe some practical suggestions in those areas that would be helpful to them? I don't know that I'm going to be as good on this one, but I'll give it an old college try. Right, meaning, meaning I've seen some youth workers splatter out, but I you know, haven't seen a plethora of them. <laughs> I think the biggest mistake you make in ministry is not being yourself. So especially... In youth ministry, you can feel the call to coolness. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. And you've never had a Snapchat account, and you've never been on Instagram, <laughs> and so now you got to get them. And there's actually some validity in getting those right. Yeah. I get that. But um, if you're going to go... If you're going to go to youth ministry, in one sense, you just got to be you, and there's a part of you that's got to become like a you. And But you got to do it as you. And not as somebody else, or not even the somebody else you think they need to be. I think the second biggest mistake that ministers and youth ministers make is not listening to parents and kids. The hardest thing for most people to do is get over the experience they had when they came to Christ and had a good season of growth. Um, so you see a lot of people who feel called to youth ministry because they became a Christian and their youth group, or you know, those four to six years were powerful for them. And they want to go replicate that experience. But the thing that involved that experience they had was there was a demographic, there was a culture, there were lots of factors present that may not be present where they're called to be youth pastor. And there's a real sense in which getting over, and this is where people like, I can go off on this with parents. <laughs> Stop trying to make people have your experience and let them have their experience. Yeah, so I think that's the biggest mistake. You know, I came to Christ in a small group, and we're going to do small groups in my youth ministry until the cows come home. But these kids don't really like small groups. And now you're frustrated trying to make them have small groups, and this is how God's at work. You know, but the guy before you never had small groups. He had a large group. It was about 35 people, and a bunch of kids got converted, right? You know, it just, you, it's okay to want to do small groups, but really listening to, especially in your first years, unless you're starting it from scratch or there's been a real disaster before you, what were you doing beforehand? What was working? Keep doing some of that. Some of that you realize that was working, but I'm not good at it. I got to get some volunteers to run that. We tell people in RUF all the time when they take over a successful RUF, don't change anything for a year. You lose credibility That's with people. Excellent advice. You know, you, the people trusted the old guy. They will trust you, especially if you act like like him for a few months. <laughs> and you don't want to hear that, but you need to you need to honor him or her, the person you follow. By showing you, they knew what they were doing. And you'll get a couple years in, a year and a half in, to craft it into your gifts and your strengths. Um, 
but you know, I yeah, this is I, this is actually a good but hard question because I think the I'm not I'm not saying so. The biggest mistake is not being yourself. Um, yeah, would you mind talking about that a little bit more? I mean, I hear I hear people make that same you know not being yourself, and I know what you mean. Um, but just like you've kind of seen that play out. Well, here's I mean here's the difficulty. Gosh, this is a great question. There's a book in this one. Um, youth in particular, I think, make you insecure. Amen to that. And so, you know, resting in your own justification by faith and in your own union with Christ as a youth pastor and just saying, here's what I can do. You know, I can lead a small group or I can do a large group. I'm not great one-on-one, but I'll go to your baseball game and I'll just give it all I got. And in one sense, at the end of the day, going, I did all I could do. Um, you know, being willing to fail. You know, I've got to be silly. I've got to be cool. I've got to be like them is a mistake. And I know that feels like a contradiction because I, would, I said before, maybe yesterday, the most important gift you learn is, like, how do you know, my, I wanted my campus ministers to want to be a college student. But I didn't want them to be... I want them to be them as a college student. I want them to understand college students. You know, why do youth, um, why do they want to drink? Why are they tempted to do marijuana? Their parents are not tempted to do marijuana. <laughs> and there's a reason a lot of 40 year I mean, some 40-year-olds are, but not many, right? Not in our churches. But why are they tempted that way? That's what I mean. And so, you know, your job is really to understand your flock, know them, and in that sense, live with them, but you can't be a youth. You know, don't get your ear pierced, don't cut your shorts <laughs> off. I mean, you can wear shorts and flip-flops, but that's not the deal. You know, um, we have a campus minister who's incredibly effective. He wore a coat and tie to campus every day. Like, we just mocked him. But he was coat that's just, and tie? No, it's unbelievable. I agree. That's a fair comeback. And he was he was just himself. Wow. That's who he was. Huh. But he understood college students, right? He, he, he was doing Bible studies at 11 at night. And, tw- and he got when they were free, but he just had his time. And you're like, okay. <laughs> um, I think the other biggest mistake you make in youth ministry is... not agreeing with the vision the church has for youth ministry. And look, if I just get a bunch of emails and skewered on this, it's fine. A lot of churches don't have a great vision for youth ministry. They want youth ministry because it makes parents happy. And they legitimately want parents to come to their church, but they don't want to mess with it. They want you to mess with it. You become an expert at it. You realize they're doing it wrong. Or, or they're not, maybe they're not doing it wrong, they're just not paying attention, right? They just want you to solve this problem. And you've got to recognize it's easy for you to start doing something different than the church is doing. And really thinking through what that means. Um, and not accidentally becoming divisive, you know. Um, you can't get in a position where you're like, the youth don't like the Sunday worship service. I don't think their parents like it either, but they're not going to say that. <laughs> You know, it's it's just easy to say the church ought to center around your thing. If you're a college minister, if you're a youth minister, if you're a, 
young adults ministry, singles ministry, young couples to, to go, you know, this is this is important. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's part of the thing. It's important. But don't make the mistake of getting... Admit what your church is. Mm-hmm. And just own that. And realize that that admission is a limiting of you as a youth minister. Mm-hmm. I mean... I actually think it's an important illustration. I don't want churches to do life to do life or ministry like Young Life, but they just did buy you know sixty camps and they do ministry in a high school, in a middle school. That's not how we do it through the church. I don't mean that we don't want to go there. Like admit that I've joined myself to this institution, this adult permanent institution, and it has different expectations of me and of my youth. And don't say I've got to be that or I got to be this. What is what is it I can be here? Um, yeah, I'm kind of out of mistakes at this point. You can ask me. No, that's good. Get, going back to your second one of kind of trying to recreate that experience oh. and all that. What about when you've got? I mean, I know some churches have youth committees, some don't. And what what if there was a member of a youth committee or an elder who said, "Hey, this is the way we did it." back in our high school and they're trying to force you to do that what, what advice would you give to the youth worker on that kind of interaction and then you know the youth worker knows this isn't going to work but they want me to do this there's no good answer for that question <laughs> just go um, along with it probably no I think that I mean, so John you're asking a really different question now okay and you're asking a question that I don't think most youth ministers between 27 and 37 can solve. So the way you the way you create one, not the only, but one of the effective ways to do ministry in a church is you've got to create a team, a leadership team that is on the same page. And the difficulty with youth ministry is a lot of youth ministers are coming and going, a lot of yeah, you, know, you get this sophomore girl and she's great for three years and she graduates. That's the nature of youth ministry. And no matter what ROIM does or Young Life does or Youth for Christ, this is the nature of youth. So the, the trouble is if, if a parent comes to me and says, we're going to do A because it worked when I was in high school, and that A is we're going to have lock-ins on Friday night. And you know that no youth are coming to a lock-in on Friday night after the home, you know, homecoming. What you need is people in your court to go, no, no, we need to make that as a committee decision because you've got to do a lot of work in creating a leadership team and in creating um, your servant team of adults, your volunteers to be on your page. And that's a POM question. This goes back to like the days before we've been talking, like what does a pastor want? What does a church want? What does the, what does the session want? What do you want? What do you like? How do we blend all that? Um, I mean, in some ways, this is the question that creates all these parent church ministries. You keep getting some answers from a church that are unworkable. And eventually people, I'm not, I'm not a great, they're just going to go, oh, look, I'm just going to go do it without this committee. But this is why it's important to have the pastor in your team, you know, in your corner and an elder in your corner to say, look, you know, Mr. Smith really wants us to do this. And... As y'all know, and as I know, that won't work. How do you want me to answer this question? And not just answer it on the spot. I mean, when I get asked the really tough question 
that to me is obviously wrong, I say, that's a great question. Would you give me a week to think about that and really get back to you? Um, and normally people are like, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to answer those questions on the spot. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, that's hard. No, I, I think you're right. I mean, that's there, there have been times where having a youth committee is really hard, but times where I really appreciate it. And it's kind of these kind of questions where yeah. you've got protection, you can go yes. to the committee and say, okay, here's the question. and you're able to speak about it a little more candidly. So, I mean, the difficulty is often, if you're listening to this, you're 31, you're in your first job, right? 32, you're having your second kid. Been ordained two to four years. And a 50-year-old is a godly, fun, holy 50-year-old who you play golf and now leaning on you to do something. It's just not wise. You've got to have some capital and chips with other people to say, help me. Yeah. You just do. And leadership development is not natural to 27-year-olds. That's for sure. Well, that's good, John. Those are some tough things to think through and um, think about. But that, that's helpful information. So thanks, John. Thanks.